This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs. I'm a quantum healer, a life coach, and a hypnotist. Buckle up as I take you on an intergalactic journey through the secret lives of starseeds. One quantum hypnosis session at a time. You ready? Let's do it. Hello, my star children. Today we are learning all about crystals for starseeds. I have an amazing, extremely knowledgeable guest today. And before I jump into the interview, I want to remind you that you can register for my free event online. I'm calling it Cosmic Consciousness, and it will be an opportunity for you to tune into a past life or explore the astral realm or another planet, possibly whatever your higher self decides it wants to show you. So I hope you will join me for that. You can go to my website, thestarseedawakener.com slash cosmic consciousness. Uh, I also put up a little button on my website on the homepage so you can sign up as well. And that's all I got. Let's get into the interview. All right. Hello, my star children. I am here with Elizabeth Dixon, and she is the owner of Alter Space Crystal and the Empress, which is my favorite medical metaphysical shop in New Braunfels, where we live. And she is a crystal witch who's dedicated to using the power of crystals to help others heal their spiritual lives and live their authentic truth. So I'm excited to have her here because I talk about crystals all the time on the podcast. And I am not an expert at all. I, I love them and I like to collect them. <laughs> it's a very expensive hobby of mine, but um, I think Elizabeth will be able to help give you some actual guidance on how to use some of these. So hi. Hi, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, you are so welcome. So do you want to tell everybody a little bit about maybe how you got started in this? Yeah, definitely. So I started working with crystals when I was very young. I was about seven. I started beading with semi-precious stones and uh, not realizing that I was really attracted to the qualities that the crystals had. And I would make jewelry and um, I had that one like cool aunt who would like gift me crystals on holidays. And so I had this little crystal collection forming since I was like really young and um, I didn't understand their uses at the time. And so they've always just been a part of my life. And then later, I would say in my like mid-20s, I started kind of getting more curious and investigating like, what are these for and why do I gravitate towards these? And so um, I became a professional jeweler for a while and uh, worked in jewelry stores and realized one day that my true love is um, minerals and, you know, crystals and their uses. And so I created my business Alter Space in early 2019. And I started by um, just doing it on the side and eventually built it up to where I could do it full time. And I learned so much more than I ever knew <laughs> was out there. Mm -hmm. There, It's endless. It's an endless journey. If you want to learn about crystals, um, don't expect to like ever be done, which is one of the beauties of it too, is that um, you can continue. It's, it's a practice just like anything else in the spiritual realm. And uh, we never master it. And everyone has like different uh, things that they bring to the table too. I've met so many people on my journey who are more into the mineral composition. Some people are more into the spiritual healing properties. And, um, and just earlier this year, I opened my shop, The Empress, and it is more of a metaphysical shop. And so I've incorporated lots and lots of crystals into the store and also um, expanded on that into more um, uh, tools that you can use in your spiritual life. But, um, but crystals have just always been something that um, I felt naturally drawn to, but also it was easy for me to learn. And I want to say that was the first time it was easy for me to pick something up and mm. grasp it. 
And, um, and I think that's why nothing else ever really clicked for me. Um, I could go into these regular people jobs and try to fit in, but um, it didn't, you know, click in my brain until it was like, oh, crystals. And um, it's like learning a whole new language. And I've just, they're, they're part of my family now. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, I, I grew up with crystals a lot in my home. Um, you know, I have my, my mom was very like in totally into the metaphysical arts and we kind of grew up that way. And so I've always had crystals around me, but I think I've never really understood kind of how to use them and their properties until later in life. Were you, when, when did you notice that, um, that they had kind of, it was more than what meets the eye, right? It's not just like a pretty rock or pretty crystal, but there's actually, you know, a, a, a subtle technology to them. Yeah. So I would say, um, really after the fact, like after my spiritual awakening that, you know, continues of course, but, um, when I really like broke down and had to rebuild my spiritual life, that was pretty much not my own until, you know, I realized I had one and could create it for myself. And, uh, then looking back, I realized my favorite crystal has always been labyrinth. And that mm. is one that is, you know, it's a third eye stone. It's a spiritual awakening. And to later realize, wow, like this crystal that I've had with me my whole life has actually been doing its work. And I thought my life was always just kind of like crumbling or chaotic. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I actually um, subconsciously invited that uh, experience in by having this labradorite crystal with me. And, um, it really set me apart from my entire family and what I thought was true and what we were supposed to be like on this planet. And to realize like, I was not meant for that. I was not meant for the norm. And, um, and crystals have had a big part of my awakening all along, even before I knew that they were. And so when I really got into learning about metaphysical properties, it was when I opened my business, I was terrified that, oh, I'm not an expert. I don't know enough when I started my business. And uh, that's the perfect time to dive deeper into something because you're going to be confronted with so many opportunities to learn. And that's really what I wanted. I wanted to know more. And, um, and so I um, continued on this experience to, um, to dive deeper into learning about them. I used the crystal Bible was, um, is that the one by Judy Hall? That is, yeah. Judy Hall is the um, crystal guru. She is uh, someone who I've learned a lot from. She has many books out there. And um, those have been ones that I've learned from the most because she does dive into metaphysical properties, but also um, what, where they're found in the earth mm-hmm. and um, what's the mineral composition. And so it's kind of like you can go in several directions with with her literature too. And of course, for me, I resonated more with the metaphysical properties. And so, um, so yeah, the journey continues and I'd say, um, I've maybe once I realized then I knew all along. Right. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. totally. Okay. I have a question. So, um, I have, I have that book as well. I think I, I, the, um, I must've gotten it maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And I was so drawn to it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is exactly what I was looking for. It um, it was really eye-opening to me. My question is, do you know a little bit about how, like how, for example, Judy Hall uh, and others like her have kind of downloaded this information about the metaphysical properties of the crystals? Cause you know, you can look up a crystal online, find out it's healing properties. where did that information come from? You know, some people ask me this and it is like the best question out there, right? Because it's like, we don't know. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. um, but, but we kind of do, right? Because the earth has all the answers and it's the ultimate truth, right? So stones, like they have this ancient wisdom, depend, you know, it doesn't even matter what stone it is. They've been around for so much longer than we have as humans. Mm -hmm. And so they have that like ultimate truth within them. So they tell us when we're still enough to let them speak. And so, 
Um, I will say there's one guide that I use um, that um, explains the properties without having to know, especially as, if you're a beginner, if you know the, the colors associated with the chakra system. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, going from red up to violet, um, you can kind of determine the property of the crystal based on the color. And that's a great starting point. Um, it, of course, goes much deeper into that. And it's like, okay, well, what about the like white or translucent crystals? So those are going to be more like crown chakra, third eye. Um, but um, the like blacks and the the darker crystals, the reds and browns, which are going to be lower chakra systems. So root chakra, sacral, and um, very grounding. So that's one way. But also, I do believe that um, we have become as a collective just less intuitive over time unless we've consciously sought it out to stay in tune with that power and ability that we all have within ourselves. And um, so there are people who dedicate their lives to staying open. And so they can really, you know, receive the downloads that um, most people are maybe kind of blocked off to. And there's nothing wrong with needing to like learn it or be told it because um, that's like showing that willingness to connect and, and maybe that's what clicks to make you tune into your own intuition. And main reason I started my business was to help people to um, trust their intuition. And that was something mm-hmm. that I blocked for so many years because I was, you know, told or taught like you don't do that and it's wrong or whatever. And uh, that was a great gift to me, of course, because then it like transformed me into feeling empowered when every time I do use my intuition. And so it's not taken for granted anymore. And it's very like, um, it's like a lifelong journey to me now to, to keep that open and keep it strong. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, yeah, we learn from the crystals and sometimes it's different for one person to the next. And if somebody's like this stone really helps me with my meditation and it's not traditionally a stone for meditation, which honestly they all are. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, just for an example, you know, if it works for one person, it may not work for the other. And so go and find that thing that works for you. And, um, you know, don't listen to me, listen to what, you know, the crystals are talking to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what are, do you have any suggestions for crystals to help you, uh, learn to trust or strengthen your intuition? Yeah, definitely. So like we talked about earlier, labradorite is a great one for intuition. Um, also, uh, Iolite is another one that you don't see as often. It's like this beautiful. It's I-O-L-I-T-E. I I don't think I've ever heard of that. So this stone, um, I do have some down in my shop and uh, it's sometimes harder to find larger pieces of it, but I definitely have some pocket-sized stones or little ones you can place on your third eye directly in a meditation if you're laying down. Um, and so this stone is going to help increase and strengthen the intuition. Um, but there's, there's many stones that you can use that are like higher vibrational like that. And a lot of like the, um, the crown chakra, the third eye, um, even throat chakra, blue kyanite is a great one. Mm-hmm. It helps align all the chakras, but it's also going to help, um, with opening that third eye, but I always, um, it comes in these like kind of shard pieces usually, um, because that's how it forms. You can lay it anywhere on your body vertically. You always want to open that energy line rather than horizontal to block. Ah, that makes sense. And so, um, so yeah, I would say I love just classic labradorite. Um, but then I also carry more like high frequency stones, like tektite, and that's going to be like more like meteorites and space rocks if you will yeah oh yeah um what about you know a, a stone that I've always been curious about that seem that is hard to find that a lot of people talk about it moldavite what what's the deal with moldavite <laughs> uh, moldavite oh my dear friend so uh story about moldavite like back before I knew about the metaphysical properties I was working for a jewelry designer in Seattle and this was probably a decade ago I bought um, 
a Moldavite pendant that also had tectite and meteorite. And it was like this trifecta. And I was so drawn to it. Well, I got anxiety every time I had it on and I, I put the two and two together and I, I stopped wearing it. It's like literally in a baggie in the back of my jewelry <laughs> box right now. And I've had it for years and I know that one day I'm going to be ready for it. But um, Moldavite kind of um, got over commercialized and blew up on TikTok. And so it's, um, it's unfortunate because um, now it's like harder to attain, right? It, so seekers are having trouble to finding it but what they say is that it's supposed to find you um, or ah. be gifted to you in some way um, and that's kind of how you know you're ready to work with it and so I had all these like tweens coming into the shop this year like looking <laughs> oh for gosh. Moldavite and I just like ethically like you know just felt like it was irresponsible to to sell it to these these young people that want to have basically what they say is your life will crumble apart and, you know, rebuild the way it's meant to be. And, mm-hmm. um, and so we're all on that journey. Anyways, I feel like if you're on a <laughs> spiritual journey, you're just, you know, on the, like, if you take put Moldavite in your pocket, you're on the fast track. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's just like, after you like do your Reiki certification and they say you have this like, um, integration period where like things will mm-hmm. fall out to the side. Um, to build up to a, you know, they're, you're what you're destined for. And so I do not carry Moldavite. I do carry Tektite. Um, Moldavite is just become so expensive and um, hard to come by. I go to a few gem shows a year and I do come across it, but it's like this little dime size piece and it'll be like a hundred dollars. And yeah. so, yeah, it's just not one that I carry right now. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause it, it's, it seems like a, um, you know, it's like a buzzword or not. That's not the right, uh, you know, it's a trend right now in the, um, when people talking about crystals. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just funny. It's funny how that happens. It's like, it's just a rock, <laughs> like, Yeah, well, but it becomes trendy or whatever. <laughs> it, it, it happened to carnelian there for a minute too. And oh, so yeah. then, you, then uh-huh. I couldn't get any carnelian for a while. And then I got a <laughs> bunch and then everyone's over it it's just like to me it doesn't resonate in my heart to like get on with those trends and um overprice things because they're popping on the internet right now (laughs) yeah that's pretty funny um so I have so in my audience a lot of folks are trying to connect with their guides right their spirit guides their cosmic guides maybe from other star systems what are some of your favorite crystals to use for um, connecting with guides? Yeah, so I would say my number one favorite for this is going to be Celestite. Mm-hmm. I have a big so, chunk of that behind me. I love that. I one. bet you do. Yeah, Celestite and also uh, Angelite. So I these are going to be both similar coloring. They're going to be that like light, beautiful, dreamy blue, and they um, they're known if you put them, especially like near your bedside, um, somewhere in your sleep state, that you'll have um, messages come through. And so I would say. I would out of the two celestites, probably my favorite, and it might just be because it's more sparkly. Um, but mm-hmm. it's got these. Um, it's often found in these um, just natural occurring um, clusters, and um, with the clusters, that's like a sign of abundance, right? And so it's like also there's all these grooves and little like um, I guess like to me, I think of like little fairy holes of like this is where you know, different, you know, our guides can live. And so, um, so I would say Celestite because it is a great one for connecting with angel guides, um, which, you know, spirit guides, um, ancestors, anything that you prefer to call it, um, and help you build a deeper connection and open you up to hearing the messages. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I have an angelite that is in it's in a jar and it's like filled with water. And I did this beautiful meditation um, with this galactic channeler that I really love. And so she had us put the crystal inside the water while we did the meditation and did like a attunement with our mm. guides. And so then it's like, whenever I 
want to connect with my guides, I can take a little sip of the water and it like activates. Uh, so I think that's kind of, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, it's kind of like a play on uh, moon water. I absolutely love that practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was the first time I'd ever heard of doing anything like that. And I was like, ah, this is the perfect crystal, the perfect size. And it's like, um, I think about my guides whenever I think about that crystal or use that crystal. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. And that also reminds me of a practice that I use as well, where I'll write on a little piece of paper, um, a question for my guides and Mm -hmm. you can put that underneath your crystal and, um, just forget about it and see if the message comes through one day when Mm -hmm. you're least suspecting it. I love that. What about, um, Oh, what about like, if anybody wants to, you, you know, I talk a lot about in our dreams, right? How our brainwave state is able to shift so that we can connect with, um, you know, we can, our, our body can like leave our, I mean, our spirit can leave our, our body and go travel in space or go, you know, our guides can come down and connect with us if they're in other realms or star systems, things like that. What are some good crystals that you could use maybe during dream time uh to astral project or um you know do anything fun like that yeah right just like a regular friday night right um so what i did a uh workshop last year um it was an astral projection um tea leaf reading workshop and i of course brought in the crystals for it and um i actually did recommend tektite as one that will help you with astral projection but the thing with this is that i would use it during the daytime and then um later when you're sleeping it's not suggested to have high vibrational stones around your bed because it could keep your energy up and allow you to you know yeah so what sometimes i'll recommend too is like um Clear quartz is an energy amplifier, um, not to have that one in the bedroom if you're having trouble sleeping. Some people are fine with it, but um, some people have insomnia and they're like, well, they have this huge quartz next to their bed. And <laughs> so that could be part of the it's problem. Amplifying all the energy. <laughs> and so, um, but another one that I um, suggested to go alongside that was um, black tourmaline for protection. So mm-hmm. I always, you know, bring a protective crystal with me when I'm traveling in, you know, physical realm, spiritual realm, um, something just to keep your intentions, um, from being like tainted by other sources. So, um, not to be like scaring anyone, but you know, black family, you can never go wrong to have that with you. And it's going to help you ground as you, um, go through the traveling. So you don't wake up on the other side and feel completely unconnected to the real world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, so during my quantum hypnosis sessions that I do, I have like a, a little, nobody ever gets to see this part. Cause I just listen to the sessions on my podcast, but I have, um, my little like crystals that I use during the session. So I, um, some of them are kind of for that, like spiritual deep diving. So I have like a fluorite and I have a malachite. And then I also like to keep like a protection. Um, you know, I, I think it's, I think I have black, obs- I don't know if it's black obsidian, no black onyx. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, and then afterwards it, I find it helpful. I, sometimes I get really ungrounded when I'm doing sessions with people mm-hmm. because I'm kind of going on the journey with them. Um, and so my, I, I always use smoky quartz. Do you have any suggestions? Oh, and also this kind of just goes along in general with what my audience <laughs> struggles with. Sometimes most of us are pretty un struggle to stay grounded because we're just, you know, our, our heads are off in space or whatever. And so it's hard for us to kind of stay rooted to the earth. So besides smoky quartz, are there any grounding stones that you recommend? Yeah, definitely. So smoky quartz for sure, especially, um, as a practitioner, I will use that to ground after I see a Reiki client and, and that's because too, we were able to be more present for, for them at that time. Um, but if I do have a client that's like, um, having some anxiety or stress or, or tears coming through and, uh, which are great, right. To move that energy, but also we don't want to stay in that state. So definitely, uh, smoky quartz, 
excellent for grounding, excellent for anxiety, even uh, depression and fears. But um, another one for grounding that I love is, um, well, of course, red jasper, definitely root chakra, Mm -hmm. um, but also shungite. So uh, Shungite is one of my favorite stones. I feel like it doesn't get enough credit. Um, Maybe not enough people. It hasn't blown up on TikTok yet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, this is a stone that it's found in, it's a mineral that is all over Russia. And um, they actually have a lake there that's just like completely lined with it. It's the purest water in the world. So use this stone for detoxification. You in, in its elite form, which is it's more like natural state, you can actually use it to um, cleanse and detoxify water and make it drinkable. Really? Um, Wow. That's really cool. And so the other great quality about Shungite um, is that it um, will block EMF. So um, Mm. it's a great one if you have a lot of electronics in your house to um, put near those electronics. I will warn that like I used to sell these little discs that you put on the back of your cell phone and they work so good that they will drain your battery. No um, way. So, crazy. so I don't use them anymore just because as a business owner, I need to like keep my phone, at, you know, high powered, <laughs> right. but, um, unfortunately, but that's always, um, a pendant that I'll wear, um, just keep one close to like shield and protect my body. Um, and it is another stone that's going to be black. Um, and it's almost looks like sometimes you can find pieces that have these lines through, that almost look like hematite because they are this like um, kind of slate gray color that'll go through. Um, but all the black stones, I know you were questioning, is it, oh, is it black obsidian? Is it black onyx? Yeah. There, um, that's a question that comes up a lot in the shop too, especially with my employees is how can I tell the difference between we yeah, have I know. Eight, it's eight hard to keep track. <laughs> got all these it, black it, crystals. <laughs> it really is. And so, and it's like going back to what I said earlier, like if it's working for you, like you don't need to know everything about it, but, oh, that's so um, good. Yeah. If you do want to know, um, black obsidian is, um, going to be shiny like glass and, um, and also sometimes in its raw form, like it'll be sharp and cut like glass. Um, mm. so you need to be careful with that. And then the onyx, black onyx will be more dull. Um, the shungite's definitely a dull one, but it also has this almost like matte finish. Mm-hmm. And then, um, black, uh, tourmaline, usually you'll see it in the raw state. So that's easy to identify, but sometimes it is tumbled and it's going to never look perfect. It's always going to have like flaws, black obsidian's more likely to have less flaws, you know, and I I hate Mm. to use that word, but, um, I guess like, I don't think inclusions is the right word when it comes to the black crystals, but, um, but yeah, so it's, it makes it easier to identify. Um, and you can also just ask it, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, how, what how are can you? Help me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, uh, for, you know, I think a lot of my listeners, we kind of fall into this category of, um, we're highly sensitive people. Um, and sometimes the world feels like a lot, uh, do you have any suggestions on crystals maybe just to help I don't know if it's like regulation or um I don't exactly I don't exactly know what I'm asking (laughs) well well, so I do I have a lot of um I mean myself I'm a highly sensitive person and I would say there there's definitely several um crystals that could help with different aspects like a lot of the blue crystals are going to be like calming. If, mm-hmm. if you are feeling like you're not in an empowered state in the moment, I would grab for something like sodalite, which mm-hmm. is, um, something if you're already beyond the point and you're feeling that overwhelming feeling, um, that's going to help ease panic attacks. That's going to help calm the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just like, I'm ready to go out in the world, I got to run errands today. Um, Definitely black tourmaline always um, when you're traveling, but but amethyst, just like going old mm. school. Amethyst is not only calming, but it's also has the protective qualities. Ah. Um, and so I feel like that's a more gentle one to like 
stay um, in an awareness state, but feel like um, you're not so open that um, others can like seep into that energy and get into your field. Because the amethyst is a crown chakra, but it's also like a calming one. So it's not going to set you over the edge and have you feel like you're an alien when you're in target. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that that struggle is real for a a lot of us. Um, (laughs) What about speaking from personal experience? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What about um, a lot, a lot of my listeners also struggle with like neurodivergence in that can manifest itself in different ways. Do you have any, um, any, any crystals that would help kind of keep our brains on track or, uh, firing optimally? Yeah. Yeah. And so I would suggest, um, there's a couple options, uh, rainbow fluorite, definitely, um, a stone for focus. It's going to be one that um, I recommend with, you know, people who have ADHD, people who are wanting to accomplish a task. Um, it's a great one to have at your desk when you're studying, when you're working. It's um, It also has protective qualities, um, but it is going to help bring order to chaos and help focus the mind because the, with the rainbow fluoride, it's generally what you'll find is that it has purple and green. Mm-hmm. Now you can find it with, um, blue and there's even yellow fluorite. Um, but yeah, I actually just got some new ones put out in the shop yesterday. Just got back from a gem show. So yellow fluorite going to work more with the solar plexus and opening up to joy and that solar energy. Um, but the rainbow fluorite, I feel like is a great one for focus. Um, but you can also use it or pair it with the fluorite is, uh, just clear quartz. This is going to be one that like is great for memory, seeing things clearly, um, focusing and, um, and also amplifying what you're focusing your, your energy on. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. I, <laughs> I need to use mine that way. That would be, that would be mm-hmm. helpful. Uh, what about, what about, um, I know some of us have kids who are also little star seeds who are kind of, uh, maybe highly sensitive or all over the place. Um, do you have any suggestions for like ways that any children could like accessible ways for them to kind of incorporate crystals? Um, I know my, my daughter is freaking crystal nut and she's obsessed with crystals, but she's always, I think she has so many, she gets a little overwhelmed. She likes making grids. Um, Oh yes. But like, what are, do you have any other suggestions? Yeah. I think that so many kids are drawn to the crystals and they come in, their eyes light up and they see everything. And sometimes they get overwhelmed because there's so much energy and they're, you know, not familiar with that, um, level of energy. And so, um, I, I love that she's using it for grids. I think that's fantastic. I think, um, also like just keeping a little pouch that maybe like fits in a pocket. Um, definitely the smaller stones, depending on their age, if, if they're suitable for some smaller pieces, keeping a little pouch, that's kind of like their, um, the one thing though, I would stress is like not putting so much importance on the pouch in case it's lost because, Uh, um, (laughs) and reminding them that's an opportunity to, that they've outgrown those crystals and they're ready to start building a new one. Um, and so, um, with the, the new season of life, because children are, they're, rapidly transforming like faster than we are. And so they're going to outgrow their crystals faster. And so, um, I, one stone I would recommend for children is, um, especially if they're, um, a star seed, or you can tell, you can just identify that they're a little different or highly sensitive is, uh, Botswana agate. It's never heard of that. It, uh, will actually help with the feelings of loneliness. And, um, Mm. Unfortunately, when we're young and we, we have the awareness that we're different, um, but we haven't quite stepped into our power with it yet, uh, we can feel very different separate from the other children. So Botswana agate is just a gentle stone that's just going to help um, kind of ha- feel like they have a little friend um, with them and they're not alone. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, I think all of us can relate to that. Um, Definitely. 
Wish I had that when I was a kid. Uh, so mm-hmm. that might be good to just carry around in their pocket or their or little pouch or their backpack or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, I would encourage children um, to create an altar in their room mm-hmm. and have that be the place that they go when they're, they're needing to um, set, you know, just ground and yes. maybe if they do, if they're at the point they want to set an intention or they want to um, just start building that relationship with themselves because it is never too young to do that. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, what are what are some of your favorite crystal resources? I know we talked about Judy Hall. Are there Are there any other ones that you love? Yeah, so let me think. So I... Um, I'm just going to have to remember the author's names. I have, um, you might know the name of this one too. Magic is in the earth. The love it love is in the earth. It's a crystal. It's an old crystal book. Um, Uh and I can send you photos of, but it's, um, I think it's, uh, love is in the earth. And so this is a great, like old school one that it's actually harder to find now um, because I don't, I don't believe it's in print anymore. Um, I also was just gifted recently a book called Crystal Familiar. Mm. And um, I absolutely love the visuals of this book. It's, um, it's all hand drawn by the um, author. And it's one that uh, a friend came across on an Instagram page and, and she ordered it for me and it is absolutely beautiful, but it talks about, um, you know, so much more of like the things that are like behind the scenes, what we don't talk about with crystals. Mm -hmm. And, um, also I love that name, like crystal familiar because they are, Mm -hmm. they're like, um, myself right now, I don't have my own little familiar in my household, Mm -hmm. like a a little cat or anything. And so my crystals have taken that place and, Mm -hmm. um, and they really are, they're an ally to us. And so, um, I also, I'm in my office right now. I can look at the book selection in my back stock. Um, <laughs> that's, a, so, that's what I always do whenever I'm like, oh, there's this one book. <laughs> just turn around and <laughs> try to figure out what it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I didn't even think about, oh, I should probably have those on hand. But um, there's also some decks that are great for learning. Like I have the Crystal Oracle Wisdom uh, Healing. And that's also by Judy Hall, just because oh, okay. she has like, fully saturated the market, which honestly I'm not mad about. Um, (laughs) And you can find these things anywhere. I do carry a selection of um, crystal Oracle decks and crystal books in the shop. They have them for everything. I mean, it's like crystals for women, it's crystals um, for, you know, witches, it's um, whatever (laughs) you, (laughs) whatever you identify as. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Crystals do not discriminate. (laughs) I love that. Um, Here's another question. How do you know, like what um, you know, if you're just looking stuff up online, you get a cool crystal, you find, you know, that you love, you're looking up the healing properties. How do you kind of vet or um, discern which sources that you find are trustworthy as far as the actually knowing things? Because sometimes I look up things and I'm like, it just, I just get the sense that somebody's just kind of pulling stuff out of their ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And unfortunately, they sometimes they are. And so it is kind of hard out there to like find um, accurate information. I would say like, you know, dig a little bit and see if things um, start to align and like, oh, wow, I read this same thing on five different sites. You know, Mm -hmm. if that's your only Mm -hmm. resource is, um, you know, Google um, and you don't have a book handy and you need to look something up. Um, and, uh, what's nice about crystal shops is that they'll usually have a book in there so you can look because obviously literature is going to be, um, a better reference than looking on the internet. Um, but I understand that sometimes we need to, and, um, I don't have a specific, um, website that I, I want to say there's one called like the crystal council um, that I've used. That one's pretty good. Yeah, that one's pretty good. I've used that one before, but I pull all my metaphysical properties for the shop from um, from books like the Crystal Bible. So I, um, yeah, I think too, just um, seeing what kind of resonates with you and um, finding like a trusted source. And so it's hard to order crystals on the internet. And I do have my website 
uh, alterspacecrystals.com is live and I have crystal sets on there, but I've also spent the last four years building a relationship with my customer base. So they trust that I know <laughs> yeah, what I'm you're putting not just out there. selling them a bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, they've been familiar with my product and know that I handpick every crystal that I carry in the shop. I go and seek it out myself. And so, um, so yeah, just finding someone you trust and, um, sticking to them. You can like crystal look dealer. into the, get, your, get a good crystal dealer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and this might, this might be basic information for some, but I, I always like to, I think it's helpful to ask anyway. Um, how do you suggest, you know, you say you bring a new crystal home, you, you love it. Um, then what, how do you cleanse? How do you charge? What's your best practice that you suggest? Yeah. So I always suggest that people will cleanse your crystal, um, right when they get home with a new crystal and you can use an herbal bundle, you know, um, some kind of, um, herbal stick, even if you make it yourself or you, you buy one somewhere, um, you can cleanse with the smoke from that. You can, um, use the light of the full moon. Um, but if you do get a new crystal and it's not a full moon, um, you can cleanse in other ways. So, Depending on the crystal, you can uh, cleanse with um, salt, you can do uh, water, but the safest bet is actually visualization um, because then you don't have to worry about is this crystal water soluble. Right. Um, and so with that, you you really just like focus the energy of setting the intention with the crystal in your hand or, or touching it that you're clearing um, the energy. And so that can be... Um, an easy, free, safe way to do that at home. I didn't even know that. That's amazing. Um, what, what's the difference? Is there a difference between charge and cleanse? Because I hear that them like, and, uh, those two terms use interchangeably. They, they really are. And I know it can be like super confusing. And the way that I see it is so, um, basically, after you cleanse a crystal, you you want to charge it so that it can be ready to work with your energy again. Because, you know, mm -hmm. I was thinking about this recently, how like crystals are like love at first sight. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I needed this so bad. Mm -hmm. and, and then like a month later, you're like, oh, yeah, that. They've collected and, um, dust in the corner. <laughs> well, and so it's like any relationship, right? You need to yeah. uh, spend some time with it, give it some energy, um, but you also need to charge it. And so uh, one way you can do that is... Um, by charging it in the sunlight and you really only want to do that for um up to like four hours i've heard different ideas oh, on this um but um i would say about average but and i think the reason people struggle with this is that some crystals will fade in sunlight and so um like right. amethyst, amethyst yeah yeah rainbow fluorite there are certain ones mm. that it's like you don't want to do that um because it'll lose its coloring and um and so what you can do instead is you can put it on a uh, selenite disc or plate. I have multiple. They're just like sitting around my house yeah. in different spots. <laughs> it's like that is here for now. <laughs> it's one stone you like really can't have enough. Of. Like it's you can have them everywhere. They um they are water soluble, but the cool thing about them is you do not need to cleanse or charge them because they do not. Oh, aren't they energy. self renewing? And yeah, yeah. So you um you can literally it's like a little helper friend. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's going to help cleanse the energy of your home yourself. You can use it like a wand around you to cleanse mm -hmm. your auric field and you can use it on all your crystals. You can use it on items. Um, you can use it on your pets. Um, it's a great one definitely. And that's why they make so many of them in these like longer shapes, like as a, um, uh, plate so that you can set your other crystals on there. And, um, I don't recommend you know, doing this long-term, like some people just set them on there, leave them like that for months, oh, but, yeah. um, without using them in between. And so, uh, you can just set them on there like overnight. And then, uh, some people put like their rings on, on a rod or wand shape one, mm. uh, or set their jewelry over it so that That's they're not smart. Cause like you think about our, our jewelry, a lot of times we'll have, um, like some kind of gem, um, yeah. and also the metals, like anything that will, 
hold energy, especially if it's in an antique. Um, you don't know where that energy has been. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but a cool little thing too, I'll tell you about um, cleansing for your darker crystals like black tourmaline. Uh, they really like to be cleansed in soil. So I did not know that. You can actually just bury them if you have a safe place in your yard to do that. Um, that's a great way. Or I guess you could get a little pot and do it inside. And um, if you do it outside, make sure to put a little marker, like a stick <laughs> so or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you can just leave it out there overnight and then um, dig it back up the next day. And um, and then you're you're good to go. I love that. Oh, I've learned so much. I'm so glad I asked that question. <laughs> Yay. Me too. Um, okay. One last question. What, um, what's your favorite crystal practice that you do like personally? So my favorite practice is, um, totally basic. It's just meditation. Um, meditation with my crystals is, um, how I, receive creativity it's how I like download insight on sometimes it's too much right I'm like okay I physically can't do all of these things guides like please <laughs> um but I would say just yeah meditation I do um I used to be more into it but <laughs> running a business now I haven't done as much yoga but I'll um sometimes put it on like the end of my yoga mat um but I would say my old school favorite way is setting an altar that has an intention. And so yes, meditation, but sometimes I'll do that and then I'll set an altar. And so that's why I named my business altar space because I've been setting and curating altars my entire life since I was a kid not realizing it. Yeah. And, um, and so then it has that energy in your home. And I feel like every time I look at it, it like radiates that same energy. And every time I refresh the altar, clean it up or change it around, then it's a renewed sense of that intention or a new one. I love that. Can I ask you what else you have on your altar when you set an altar space? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I recently just redid one area in my home a couple nights ago and I have art, I have, um, branches and like different things like Spanish moss, things that have come from the property where I live. Um, one of them has a, a, not a natural nest, but like, um, I guess a handmade natural nest, um, by a human. <laughs> and, um, and then I have like little figurines, like right now I have one that's like a little like deer that is like vintage little ceramic piece. And I have, um, statues right now I have, um, um, St. Michael and I have like wood slabs that I use to like build up, um, for extra dimension and height. Um, and then I have an altar cloth and, um, different oils and sprays that I use. Mm, I love that. That's a practice and, that I would love to <laughs> try to make myself do. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would so do it once and then it would collect dust. And then I'd be like, ah, I'm supposed to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and I think that's the point of dust sometimes too, right? Because it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. like it's a little you know, reminder. <laughs> let's not get stagnant here. <laughs> right. Time to renew the energy and renew the space. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so the all the altars are different. I do have a money altar as well with um abundance candles and um a uh, a clear bowl that I keep cash in. And so the idea behind it being like a glass clear bowl is that it's like, you know continuous. Mm -hmm. Um, and that one, I have some different like roots, like I put like turmeric and, um, things that are good for the root chakra mm -hmm. grounding and security. I love that. I'm getting so many ideas of what I can do in my own. I, I, that would be, no, that would be something really fun to do with my daughter would be to create like a little altar for, for her definitely for her. and we have the autumn equinox coming up on thursday so that would be a great one to set some intentions for Ooh, the new season such a good idea i'm gonna put, i'm gonna put that on my list of activities to do very cool well um do you want to let everybody know your how we can work with you um where we can find you how we can get crystals from you all that good stuff. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. I um 
always welcoming new people into the shop. So if you are in the New Braunfels, Texas area, my shop is called The Empress. And it's at 477 South Castell Avenue in New Braunfels. And I also do a lot of uh, markets around the Austin area. And um, I, so I have two Instagram pages. One is Alter Space Crystal, and that's Alter with an AR. And then the shop Instagram is The Empress, NBTX. And I'm also going to do a promo for you all that are listening today on my website, alterspacecrystals.com. And it's going to be that the Open Your Third Eye crystal sets are going to be um, 10% off. And we're going to add a promo code and it's going to be third eye, all caps. And is that with a three or spelled out? Three. Spelled out, all spelled out. Perfect. And that's going to be so great for um, all of you who are crystal curious or who, I, I didn't know that was a term. <laughs> I just made it. Yes. I like it. (laughs) Or, uh, I feel like you're either all in on crystals or you're like, not really. Um, or also for people who want to start using crystals, like in meditation, um, you know, and using them intentionally. Right. Um, and also her shop is just, it's the cutest, coolest, most amazing shop. So go follow her on Instagram and check it out because it's pretty amazing. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation and learned something new about crystals. I know I certainly did. So if you want access to this information, I'm actually going to have it all synthesized and put onto my blog because I am finally starting the blog that I've always wanted to do. And it's just going to be... uh, you know, summarized information from these podcast episodes and hypnosis sessions and things like that. So that'll be the landing page on my website, thestarseedawakener.com. You'll find that on the blog in there and you'll be able to um, see all of the recommendations of crystals that uh, Elizabeth suggested and maybe even some of the ways to use it on there as well. You'll also be able to get that promo code and the links to her website as well. So have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Starseed Awakening podcast. Are you curious now about your own soul's journey? Well, you can work with me and I have two different programs. Head to thestarseedawakener.com to learn more about intergalactic and business alchemy for starseeds. Bye-bye, friends. See you next time.